sure, I can get on my hands and knees and do some primal roaring and stuff in the morning. But to do it with 25, 30 other women around you unleashing, it just feels so healing. And it's, I think for women, the biggest part that they experience isn't actually their physical nakedness. It's the part where we're sitting in a circle of women. And so many women feel disconnected to other women or that we're in competition with other women. They don't feel connected. And so they don't even know what it feels like to sit and listen to a woman share. You know, this is stuff we did hundreds, thousands of years ago. This is how we came together as women. We'd come together in red tents and bleed together on the new moon and we would share. But we're so unplugged to that connection. And that's actually the biggest thing that a lot of women feel is this like support. Your lifelong passions, dreams, and aspirations. Your joys and creative spurs. Your femininity. Your success. All in one place. This is Girl Skill with your host, Anna Rova. Hi, girlfriends. Before you listen to this episode on Girl Skill Podcast, I quickly want to jump in and make you a personal recommendation for the goddess kit that comes from Rosie Rees, founder of Yoni Pleasure Palace and Naked Yoga, who's also been my guest on episode 31, which has been one of the top ever downloaded episodes on this podcast. So the goddess kit is actually a jade yoni egg and a rose quartz pleasure wand that comes in a beautiful black box with pouches for safekeeping. And it's really a self-pleasure as a self-care practice. So the Yoni egg, you can think about it as weight for Kegel exercises. And what it does is it has amazing benefits to it. It strengthens your pelvic floor, which helps a lot with weak bladder. It prevents prolapse. It rehabilitates the pelvic floor after childbirth, which is like my case. And since I've been using it, in fact, you know, after I interviewed Rosie, I said, you need to get this for me, for my husband. And so he bought it for me. and I've been using it and I have seen quite a few amazing results. And since then, I also have gifted it to my girlfriend friends. So besides all of these benefits, you'll also become more sensitive rather than numb to pleasure, switching on the vaginal nerve endings to be more receptive to internal orgasms. And it also helps with the lubrication, which particularly can occur for women who have hit menopause. So it's basically for all women, young or old, and think about it as a crossfit for your vagina. Another thing that's included in the goddess kit is the pleasure wand. And the pleasure wand is really a self-pleasure practice rather than, you know, using all these rubber and silicone vibrators to just get it off and it becomes a deeply nourishing practice you can put it under warm water use your favorite lubricant and it can enhance your internal orgasms so girlfriends i highly recommend you check it out go to girlskill.com pleasure and you'll read more about the whole kit and rosie has been very generous to offer a 15 percent discount for the pleasure kit but also you can use it in in her whole store so use girlskill at checkout called girlskill at check out and again go to girlskill.com slash pleasure to find out more about it and now let's jump into this episode hello girlfriends and welcome to another awesome episode of girlskill podcast and today i'm talking to rosie reese who is the founder of Yoni Pleasure Palace and also Nude Yoga or Naked Yoga. Rosie is an exclusive guest, not only because she's the first woman, the first guest who's uh, the second time on this podcast. The first time she's been on episode 31. If you go to girlskill.com slash 31, in fact, I highly encourage that you listen to that episode first because 
Rosie shares with us her story, how she founded Naked Yoga, Pleasure Wands, and how she found her sexual liberation and basically achieved her dream and is now teaching Naked Yoga to a lot of women around the world and selling these like crystal sex toys, basically. But also Rosie is a sponsor for Girl Skill Podcast, which I'm grateful and very, very excited about. So Rosie Reese is an amazing woman. We talk about so many different things. First of all, we just do like a yearly review where we talk about her fears and stuff that she shared last year. And next we go into, you know, her version of what femininity is and what success is. We talk about where she is today with Naked Yoga and what happened through this whole year. And we talk about some patterns that she sees in women and what happens in a Naked Yoga class and some of the benefits. Next, we talk about the Yoni Pleasure Palace and all of the amazing wands and jade eggs and what are the benefits once you start using those. So highly recommend pay attention to that because that's awesome. I have myself got the goddess kit that I got myself and this is what you know we're promoting on the podcast together, which is an amazing tool, an amazing kit for self-pleasure and sensitivity and a lot of other really cool benefits. So check that out. And also in a year, a lot has changed and Rosie now is in a relationship with a woman, a highly committed relationship, and she's in love. So I ask her some pretty serious questions about that, which is really, really, uh, you know, a bit of controversial, a bit of surprising as well. So check that out and stay until the end because Rose is also going to share for women to follow on Instagram about sensuality, business, and also body confidence, as well as two books that she highly recommends and actually sells on her website about body confidence again and orgasms. All right. So enjoy this episode. This was really fun. Me and Rosie are stepping into a beautiful partnership and um, I'm sure you're going to enjoy this episode. Episode. Girl Skill. Female success redefined. All right, Girl Skill listeners. Today we have a super special guest exclusively for the first time ever after, you know, a year. Rosie Reese is coming back to Girl Skill podcast. Rosie, welcome to Girl Skill again. Thank you for having me again, Anna. It's so good to be back. Yeah, I know. We just had a little chat and a little laugh how, you know, Rosie should just be joining us every year to um, look at her goals and chat about what happened in a year. But for those of you who don't know or haven't listened to episode 31, Naked Yoga, uh, well, Naked Yoga Pleasure Ones and so on has been one of the top episodes, top listened episodes on the whole podcast. And Rosie has been very generous and very kind actually to become a sponsor of Girl Skill Podcast. And so I thought, what a better way to celebrate this partnership, this relationship, than to bring Rosie back and actually see where she is today because it's been an incredible journey for her. <laughs> We're going to talk about a lot of these things, but for everyone listening who's new and hasn't listened to episode 31, go to girlskill.com slash 31, where Rosie basically shares her journey, how she got to do naked yoga, how she founded the Yoni Pleasure Palace, and you know, all talk about pleasure wands and Yoni eggs and just an incredible journey. I've heard so much great feedback, Rosie, about that episode. And you're an incredible woman. You're doing incredible things. You're living your dream. And you're also in a relationship with a woman, as I found out just like a day ago. So <laughs> that was a quick had a talk on my Instagram. <laughs> I did, yes. So let's dive into it, Rosie. So as you know, you know, every single podcast episode, I ask a couple of questions in the beginning, and then we jump into your story. So last year, when we talked on episode 31, I asked you about, well, actually, tell me, I, I'm curious, what has changed? So what do you think? What is your superpower today, right now, this year? <laughs> 
Oh my, oh, I remember this. Damn, I should have listened back to the episode. My superpower at the moment is, oh, what is that? I feel like I said last time it was being able to seduce someone. <laughs> I feel like it oh was Oh my that. God, you did. You totally did. did yeah, you said oh, sacred yeah. seduction is your superpower. Has it changed, oh. you think? I feel like at the moment it's rather than seduction, which kind of sounds like this kind of pulling in, it feels like sacred sensuality. And I know that might not sound like much of a difference, but I've really just been enjoying embracing my sensuality and particularly on my, my social media. A lot of women, I get messages every day and I'm Girl women still. going, wow, Female success. just watching you Redefined. or hearing you talk about the of, about being a sexual woman and a sensual being has given me that permission to be the same because I've been shutting it down. And it's like, wow, just by me embodying that feminine aspect of myself, and it is just one aspect to the feminine energy, has given a lot of women permission to do the same. So I feel like it's still along the lines of, of that. Mm, absolutely. And for those listening and for myself as well, what do you mean by sensuality? When I say sensuality, I mean almost like think of the five senses. So, you know, being when you're eating, really eating with presence, when you're, when anything you're doing, even when you're washing up or if you're doing yoga, it's bringing complete presence to that. Tasting, smelling, touching, it's like just bringing all your awareness to whatever it is that you're doing. For me, that's what sensuality means. And it means being at home in your body, no matter what it looks like or what you think it should look like. It's like just being fully in acceptance of your physical body and enjoying, not just being in acceptance of it, but actually enjoying your body and all the senses that come with it. Yeah, absolutely. And this is also part of my, you know, feminine embodiment work that I do coaching in, in my personal practice. And one of the benefits for everyone listening and Rosie, you can let me know if that's true for you of when we become more sensual, we also feel a lot more. We give, as you said, permission to the body, but we also are not that numb anymore. So it's almost like coming to life or awakening your senses in order to listen to yourself and, you know, higher intuition develops and you make decisions that are body-led rather than all from the head. Have you noticed that in your experience? Oh, a hundred percent. And a lot of women say, you know, when they start tapping into their, their sensual body, their, their femininity, a lot, it's not just, you know, rainbows and unicorns, all their emotions and anger and whatever, just that emotional body starts to rise up as well. So you, you almost can't have both. You, you have to have both. If you want the good side of sensuality, you've kind of got to embrace the emotions that come up with it as well, which aren't always pretty, but, you know, I'm really all about embracing the ugly as well. And I, you know, there's this big revolution on Instagram about the ugly cry and showing your vulnerability through that. And I, I posted a video of me crying. I had a breakup last year and I just shared me crying and I can't believe how many people jumped on and, and, and watched it and also said they started crying just watching that. And I just don't think there's enough of that. Mm, absolutely. I love actually what's happening today in the world, you know, on social media. It's like vulnerability has become the new trend, you know, like everybody's just sharing everything and the bad, the ugly, you know, we're moving into this really interesting, powerful and very intimate place. Have you noticed that? Absolutely. And it's basically since um, Brené Brown did that TED talk that just went viral. And if you haven't watched it, go and watch it because it's 
it just basically is normalizing and even embracing vulnerability and how that actually builds connections. People trust people. They actually say, if you, if you come across too perfect, people don't really trust that. They're like, where are your cracks? Where, where's your edges? You know? And that's why I love to show when I'm having a bad day, not just a, a good day, because otherwise people will think I'm this superhuman and I'm, I'm not. And it's, it's really important to, to meet women and men on that level to show your cracks and and be okay with them yeah absolutely you know it's funny now when I see an Instagram account that's like really pretty you know there's still those accounts that were so much on the rise and I'm like I don't like this this is too perfect (laughs) like what is this it's (laughs) it's too shiny like if you look at my Instagram it's just there's no rhyme or reason like some days I want to post a photo of a quote other days it's like colorful other days it's darker it's like I just haven't got time for that for that organization of how to make your Instagram look pretty I get it but I'm also that's not me I'm so spontaneous well your Instagram is still pretty I mean I'm looking at it and it looks great but it's definitely not like like I can see that you're not planning it or like whatever colors and your you know scheme or, or whatever by the way everybody listening go to Rosie Reese on Instagram so it's uh, Rosie R-O-S-I-E dot R-E-E-S and uh, follow Rosie because she's got some amazing stuff going on here all right let's move on so Rosie we talked last year about your fears so you mentioned very specific fears and you also mentioned that you plan to conquer them in 2018 oh great so, <laughs> <laughs> so put me yeah, yeah, exactly. Putting here on the spot. So here's what you mentioned. And I know you've done at least one. I'm not sure about the others. So you said your biggest fears that you want to conquer in 2018 were spiders, speaking on stage, waves, and writing a book. That's four. I don't know which is the fifth one, but yeah, talk about it. I think about there was some um, skydiving. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what have I done? Well, spiders... I, I don't think I'm ever going to conquer that. I think that's just, I don't know, that one probably not. But I did do my first talk on stage and it was funny. It was at a mind, body, spirit exhibition convention and I hadn't organized. I'd asked if I could speak, but there wasn't any room left. So that was fine. But then they came up to my stand and said, hey, listen, Rosie, a Yoni speaker, a woman who was about to speak about Yonis, has actually pulled out last minute you're up. And I was like, oh my God, I don't have anything planned. It's one of those worst nightmares. And I had a girl there who just said, no, Rosie, you're doing it. Like this is, it's time. And it's so funny because I can literally get up in front of however many people naked in yoga and just, I love it. I embrace it. But there was some fear in me about actually standing up on a stage with a microphone. And I looked into that and it's, it just comes from, you know, bad experiences in primary school. And anyway, I went, I got up and I did it and it was the most natural, easy, fun thing. I couldn't believe how much fear I had around it. And I'm so proud of myself for actually doing it because it just feels like, oh, I can do that now. You know, you've ripped off the bandaid. So I can really wholeheartedly say I've done that. Have I written a book? Absolutely not. Because, but I have a good excuse for that. Because of the work I do, I have RSI. So I'm always typing and texting and doing stuff on my phone and I actually have to take really regular breaks because my hands get so sore. So I would actually hire someone to, you know, a script writer, basically not a script writer, but a, um, a scribe. I would get them to write it for me because I just, my little hands can't keep up with me. I don't think. <laughs> okay. And what about waves and skydiving? 
waves. Well, I've just moved to my favorite beach here in Perth and I'm going to get back on, you know, the board and the, and start body surfing again. And I didn't skydive. So there you go. It's really important to, um, (laughs) (laughs) I need to write these down. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Well, you've done one, which is awesome. So congratulations. And these are some big fears, you know, like I, I have fear of spiders and of waves, never going to get over it. In fact, when I moved to Australia, I saw a huge like head, no, huntsman, like it was huge and I almost lost it. Like it was crazy and it almost got into my car, which was like, oh my God, I almost died. But anyways, so congrats, Rosie. Next year when you come, I'm going to ask you again about spiders and waves. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Well, just write off spiders because I don't think that's going to change and I'm not going to like get in okay. a cave with spiders. But the rest you can follow up. Yeah. And I'm curious, do you have, like, if I would ask you again, what is your biggest fear now? Do you have another fear that has developed or that you've been working on? What do you think? I feel like it's, for me at the moment, it's stepping into facilitating uh, a training for facilitators. So I've been teaching students like in naked yoga and yoni egg workshops for years now and I'm getting asked time and time again to for me to teach women how I teach my workshops so they can teach the same thing as me. So right now I'm kind of sitting with the the planning stage of creating a naked yoga facilitator training because the reality is Anna I can't I can't tra- keep traveling around Australia three four times a year teaching these. I would love to have a basically like a team of facilitators who can roll out programs in each city. And, you know, I would love to train women to do that because it's not as easy as getting up and just getting naked and teaching yoga. There's so much depth that goes into it and holding space for the vulnerability that that does come out and insecurities and fear. So, yeah, that's my kind of next growing edge, what I like to call a growing edge. Yeah. And what are you afraid of in terms of that goal? Well, I guess it always comes down to not being good enough, doesn't it? Tony Robbins talk about, talks about the two fears most humans have and it's the fear of not being good enough and the fear of not being loved. And I feel like I've moved through the fear. Like I know that not everyone's going to love me, not everyone's going to like me and I'm okay with that. But it's the fear of am I going to be good enough? And I think every human has that. So it's just trusting that I know enough, that I am enough and that what I have to offer is not only wanted, but it's needed in the world. Mm, absolutely. I'm actually interested, Rosie. So I'm going to talk to you after about this, <laughs> yeah. after this episode, because I find that, that, that that's awesome. I, I love it. I mean, naked yoga. In fact, I was, you know, because for all the listeners, I live in Canberra, and which is the capital of Australia, and Rosie is now in Perth. And I actually wanted to ask you, Rosie, like, when are you coming to Canberra to do naked yoga, you know? <laughs> I can ask a handful of times, actually. And, you know, if, I, if we get enough women involved, I, I can definitely come there and, and do yeah. one. It's Awesome. Someone hosts me and I'm there. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it after. So, Rosie, now, you know, let, let's talk about success and femininity and see, you know, I've asked you this before, but I'm really curious what you have to say now and today. So what is femininity for you? For me, well, okay, I'll, I'll relate it back to myself. So when do I feel most feminine? I feel most feminine when I'm near water or in in the water so whether that's a shower or a bath or the ocean I feel most feminine when I'm walking barefoot on the earth I feel feminine when I'm dancing in the kitchen with my girlfriend when I'm in my body when I'm receiving 
know, when I'm allowing. When I feel masculine, it's more when I'm thinking or analyzing or doing my work, my emails, and I'm really putting out a lot. So for me, feminine is like, yeah, being in my body. It's that embodiment. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not, and it's almost like I have to make time for that now because when you love the work you do, you can do it all day long. And I really believe that you can, although we need our masculine energy to get shit done, it's super important to make time to be in your feminine and to slow down and receive and just, and for me, for example, that's sitting on the, I've got this epic armchair in my sunroom. And this morning I went and sat in there with my cup of coffee and read my book. I didn't have my phone. I didn't, I wasn't doing anything productive. I was just being. And for me, that's when I feel in my feminine essence. Mm, Love it. We also need that. Especially yeah. today's world, you know, who's, that's bombarding us with shit to do and, you know, things to go to and attend and all of that. So awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And my next question is, uh, Rosie, do you consider yourself successful and why? Mm, I, I really do. And that comes from a humble space. I feel as though I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing here on this earth. Like I feel like, and I know the feeling of not feeling successful and it's the feeling of not feeling my, like, how do I explain it? Like I'm not fulfilling my potential. I'm not being everything I could be. And right now in my life, I definitely feel like I'm, I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing. I have staff now, women who are working for me to help me spread my message. And I had a huge awake, wake up call last month when I was in Brisbane at the Mind, Body, Spirit Expo. And I had these incredible women who had volunteered to help me at my store. And afterwards, after the three days together, they said to me, all right, Rosie, we want to be your hands on deck. We want to be here. We want to work for you. Like, how can we work for you? I just had these women got literally throwing themselves at Yoni Pleasure Palace, at me saying, we are at your service. We so believe in you and what you're doing. How can we help? And I was like, wow, that for me, that was a moment of feeling. I feel, I don't even want to say successful because it's not about that. I just feel on path. I feel like I'm fulfilling my mission. And so many women are having a wake up call, are having transformations, are learning to love themselves, are awakening their sexuality. And for me, that's success. Absolutely. Love it. Awesome. So for everyone, Rosie, who doesn't know you, but I feel like everybody should know you by now because, you know, (laughs) a lot of the listeners have listened to the podcast and, you know, I'm um, recommending and you're sponsoring the podcast. I'm recommending to everyone like your pleasure wands and yoni eggs. I've sent it to my girlfriends and I've actually mentioned it to my girlfriend that, are you know, Rosie's sponsoring the podcast. And, you know, and I said, do you know her? And she's like, hell yeah. Rosie's like a household name for girl skill podcast, you know, (laughs) but for everybody, (laughs) Maybe you have some new listeners, you know, who just joined in and haven't had a chance to listen to the episode and to get to know you. Tell us who you are and what you do. Mm. So I'm the founder of Yoni Pleasure Palace, which is essentially a crystal sex toy shop. And I'm the founder of Women's Nude Yoga and soon to be launching Naked Awakening, which is a six module series of, of workshops that women can do. So I'm also a relationship coach and I write lots of blogs and yeah, I just, I help women learn to love their naked bodies, which helps them essentially love their, their clothed bodies, which is the majority of the time 
you know, wearing clothes. So the more you love yourself naked, the more you love yourself clothed. Mm, love it. Amazing. So again, for everyone, you know, who's listening to Rosie for the first time, highly recommend you go to girlskill.com 31. It's episode 31 about naked yoga pleasure ones. Listen to that because Rosie is sharing her amazing transformational journey about how she started naked yoga classes, how transformational they are, what happens. Because I, I, I think I asked you a lot of questions like, how does this work? And oh my God, I need to all go shave. And, and you kind of demolished all of the myths and misconceptions that people or women might might have when thinking of naked yoga, like I did. Now it's like, oh my God, I can't wait to experience one. I still haven't been to one of your classes. I have to go. And also you shared the story how, uh, you know, you started Yoni Pleasure Palace. We talk a lot about, you know, what's a Yoni egg? What are the benefits of using a Yoni egg? I have one myself. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm using it in the pleasure one as well. We talked about, you know, how are you making all of these? Where are they coming from? And just an incredible journey you had. So. On this episode, I really want to focus on what happened in the last year. If you look back, I know a lot of things have happened, but I'm really curious. So let's talk about naked yoga. And you already shared a little bit, like people are asking you to teach other teachers, like a teacher's teacher. So in terms of naked yoga first, let's talk about what happened in the last year. I know you had plans. So I'm just going to quickly run through what you mentioned before a year ago. You had plans to, you know, tour Australia with it and do a bunch of classes. You wanted to go to the US and teach these classes to America. You wanted to bring it online. You wanted to do a Yoni Egg course. Like this is all already connected to Yoni Pleasure Palace. I know you've had a podcast that you launched and you've been featured in Women's Health Australia. Let's stop there because I have another subject I want to I talk about. And of course, you're now sponsoring Girls Girl Podcast. So it seems like a lot of stuff has been going on in terms of business, in terms of yoga, in terms of your coming out as this really powerful woman who now a lot of other women want to join your mission pretty much. So, so tell us what happened and what have you been, what have you learned basically in this year? Yeah. Well, with Naked Yoga, I've continued to tour Australia and, and teach workshops, but I also took it to internationally for the first time. So I took it to Amsterdam and I taught an incredible workshop there. And I taught a Yoni Egg workshop in Amsterdam as well. So that was my main intention to take it global, to take it international. So I did that last September. Same time, I did a, a Yoni Egg online course with Beducated. So I was in go, go, go mode last year. I just really wanted to, to reach more people because it's, it's such important work. And what's sort of coming next for New Yoga is, like I said, the Naked Awakening program. And essentially why I wanted to create that is because I feel like women come for these one-off experiences, these one-off three, almost four-hour workshops, and they get blasted open. And it's an incredible, empowering, transformational experience. However, I really want women to to experience that over a six-week period. And I, I did this right at the start in Perth when I started the um, the new yoga workshops. And it was incredible. Women felt like they were part of this community of women. And the growth, the unveiling was really gradual. So each week we'd take off another layer and another layer. And so I really want to train up other teachers to teach this program. So that's kind of the next stepping stone for new yoga. And, and yeah, women like yourself would be perfect to hold that in Canberra for me because I can't be there for six weeks. Do you know what I mean? And I want this to be as normal as 
other regular yoga classes. It's just that it's naked. It doesn't make it sexual. It doesn't make it woo-woo. It's just, it's actually this, this work is just so important for any woman from, of any age, shape, size. So, you know, every woman can benefit from learning to love their naked body and it translates into so many different other areas like their sex life, their relationships, their confidence at work, their ability to be more vulnerable with their friends or family. They're just the knowledge of themselves and knowledge is power. When you know yourself better, when you love yourself, and I know self-love is a bit of a buzzword these days, but when you're in a full acceptance of who you are as a person, both physically and non-physically, that you're powerful, you're unstoppable, you know, and you can go far with that. So that's my goals with New Yoga this year. In the past year or so, all of the workshops that you've done, have you had any kind of revelations or have you confirmed further? Because I imagine like how many women have, have done naked yoga with you? Like hundreds by now? <laughs> right? Actually, in, almost 2,000. Oh my God, really? Mm, wow, yeah. that's a lot of naked women doing yoga. <laughs> I've seen lots of naked bodies. <laughs> wow. So what are the, you know, because the more you do this work, obviously it all solidifies and uh, you start seeing patterns and, you know, you're seeing many different women, many different bodies. So talk to us a little bit about what are the things that maybe were revel- more revelations, something new that you didn't think before or didn't experience before with these women or really patterns that are solidifying more and more and you're seeing them every single workshop in women. Oh, I mean, just, I mean, one woman hated her body so much and someone said, you should go to this workshop, just try it. You've tried everything else. You've gone to counselors, psychotherapists, you've done this, that, and the other. You've read every book. Why don't you just go and try this? And she was at her wits end. And so she came and, you know, kind of begrudgingly really like, oh, this isn't going to work. Nothing's worked. And she came along and just had the most incredible experience she couldn't believe by the end of the workshop she just she's bawling her eyes out couldn't believe how terrible she treated her body over the years how much she berated herself and actually felt guilt for that you know and so I said listen just keep coming back every month because I, I teach monthly workshops and so she came back the next month and then rather than feeling guilty you know she had this sort of this excitement to start loving her body and she's she was also a lesbian but hadn't really come out and felt a lot of shame about that so it wasn't just the fact that she hated her body it was she hated who she was and she didn't feel she could be herself and I just love creating those spaces for women to just literally come as they are you don't have to shave your legs you don't have to wear makeup you don't have to get a bloody spray tan or anything like that you just turn up as yourself and I'm going to accept you and every woman, in fact, is going to accept you just as you are. And this woman yeah, is loud and proud, gay now. She has accepted her physical body and just is, is more at home in herself. And she's a, pretty much addicted to coming to naked yoga now. And that, I find that that tends to happen. Women get this experience and they're like, oh, my gosh, I've never felt this level of liberation, this freedom, because we as women and even as men, as humans, we're very domesticated. I don't know if you feel that as well, but I feel like we can't keep domesticating ourselves and we need to have a space to feel raw and primal and really unleash that that inner wildness. 
and women do that. And I, I think like last year we did a breast massage workshop and women just really coming home in their bodies and learning to love their breasts and how that translated in so many different ways in their life. I just, I'm in awe every time each workshop that I do, how the women transform. Yeah, absolutely. I love everything you're saying. And when you talk about, you know, feeling raw and primal and how domesticated we are, I'm thinking that we don't even have spaces or places or times during the day where we as women can get primal and, and so raw with ourselves, you know, with with our partners. This is a completely different thing. But where where do you go and sit naked for three hours and, and <laughs> experience something transformational and build a relationship with your body? You know, nowhere. I mean, it's really hard to do it anywhere. You're constantly around people or whatever. But when you're with yourself, like personally, I now having a baby and all, like there's not enough time. Yeah, definitely. I think that we, you know, doing it in a group of women as well really amplifies anything you do in a group or a collective environment amplifies that feeling. And so, sure, I can get on my hands and knees and do some primal roaring and stuff in the morning, but to do it with 25, 30 other women around you unleashing, it just feels so healing. And it's, I think for women, the biggest part that they experience isn't actually their physical nakedness. It's the part where we're sitting in a circle of women and so many women feel disconnected to other women or that we're in competition with other women or that there's this just, you know, they don't, they just don't feel connected. They come and they have, we have this beautiful sharing circle and I try to make sure the studios that I teach at are big enough for us to make one big circle because there's something so uniting and yoga literally means union, you know, to yoke, it means union. And it feels like this women's circle. And I, I don't know about you. I mean, I've been to hundreds of women's circles over my, over the years, but so many women actually haven't. And so they don't even know what it feels like to sit and listen to a woman share. You know, this is stuff we did thousands, hundreds, thousands of years ago. This is how we came together as women. We'd come together in red tents and bleed together on the new moon and we would share, but we're so unplugged to that, to that connection. And that's actually the biggest thing that a lot of women feel is this like support. Yeah, well, I myself am going to women's circles every month and here in Canberra I found one and I'm so excited and I've been to one and it's been incredible. But I can't imagine like doing it naked. It's like 2.0 version, you know, it's a totally different experience. And for everyone listening um, on episode 31, we talked about, and just quickly kind of to summarize, you know, Rosie's teaching these classes that are candle lit and it's a really a safe space, you know, where you don't, because <laughs> I had so many misconceptions, but you just show up. It's it's very intimate. It's very personal. You go into your own journey. There's, I, I think you're doing um, like a meditation as well. And then the sharing circle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get them to before anything. It's it's very relaxing. I think a lot of women feel very shocked. They turn up very anxious, and five ten minutes in, they're like, "Oh my god, I feel so relaxed." I have I have a very um no, hypnotizing voice when I want to get women into a certain space. I bring in I don't know what it is actually, but I, I just get them really grounded and I lower their center of gravity into their body and out of their thinking mind. And I use music. I use my voice. I use the drum. I use certain tactics 
to embody them, whether that's incense or whatever, candles. It's I have I have ways that I do it that just really brings them out of that monkey mind chatter. Oh my god, amazing. I love it. We definitely have to do it here. I love it. We're gonna do it. Hi, girlfriends. So sorry to interrupt this awesome episode on Girl Skill, but I quickly wanted to jump in and tell you about Magellan TV, who is the sponsor of Girl Skill Podcast, and I'm highly, highly excited to be recommending them. And if you know me, you know that I would never recommend something that I wouldn't use myself or I wouldn't like. So let me tell you about them. Magellan TV is a new type of documentary streaming provider determined to bring you the finest documentaries from around the globe. And it's actually built by documentary filmmakers. Me and my husband have signed up for a trial and we've already watched a couple of documentaries like he really loved the one on North Korea and like cyber attacks and all of that. Magellan actually has the playlist on women in history, breaking barriers. And so I watched a documentary on Nadia Comaneci, who was an Romanian Olympian medalist. I watched the series on Ekaterina the Great and many more and I really love it. And, you know, if you're looking for an alternative to Netflix, because sometimes I do, I'm like so tired of all these silly TV shows or sometimes I can't find any Thing. I mean, this is a great, great alternative while you watch something, but you also learn a lot. So the documentaries on Magellan TV can be watched anytime, anywhere. You know, they're streamed without interruptions, meaning no ads. They're compatible with iOS and Android devices and all of that. They offer documentary movies and series and exclusive playlists and genres include history, science, space, nature, and more. So highly recommend you go check it out. And they actually are offering an exclusive two-month trial for free free to anyone who's interested at MagellanTV.com slash GirlSkills. So it's M-A-G-E-L-L-A-N-TV.com slash GirlSkill. And the link is on the show notes already. So go ahead, check it out, sign up for a free trial for two months. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain, you know, watching documentaries, learning a lot. All right, now back to the episode. Now let's talk a little bit about the Yoni Pleasure Palace. So what has happened in a year? So from what I know on your Instagram account, you you go to all these expos and it's getting pretty big. And now you've di- you've done actually the Yoni Egg course on Beducated. And by the way, I've interviewed Mariah Freya, who's been on, I think it's episode 32 or 34, who's the founder of Beducated, which is uh, you know basically an academy for sexual education. So congrats on that, Rosie. That's amazing. So what has happened in a year with that? I know you've shared that your mom, so you've enrolled your mom to pack these packages. <laughs> so <laughs> go mom. She gets mother of the year. This is a woman who refused to talk about sex at the dinner table when I was growing up. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so what happened there? Like, how are you with the business and the Yoni Pleasure Palace? Well, so basically it outgrew my second bedroom and my mom was like, well, I can have it here. And so I had it in her second bedroom for almost two years and I, I hired her. So she was all ready to retire. And then she realized, you know, they went through, she went through a divorce and realized, okay, well, I actually need to work, not just for money, but for my, my sanity. And I was like, well, I have a job for you. <laughs> you want to work for me? And it took her a little while to get her head around. And then, so she's worked for me and then only recently we've moved into a, an office space. So we've doubled in size and I've hired another woman. So actually my mother's best friend and I find women in their fifties, these two women are just so dedicated to Yoni Pleasure Palace. They absolutely love the products. 
they intuitively choose the product for each customer. And sometimes we're getting, you know, 30, 40, 50 orders a day. So they're busy. They're very busy. And not only that, but they use the products and that it's helped them with certain issues around, you know, whether it's vaginismus or, you know, weak pelvic floor or bladder prolapse, and they share it with all their women. So I have a a team of of women around me now, which I don't think I did have really last year when I spoke to you. And that's a really big thing I've learned is to outsource things that either A, you're not good at, (laughs) or B, you just, you haven't got time to do anymore, or you just don't enjoy. And so I have Jeannie and I in the office doing those jobs and they love it. And I have a PA now who does all my emails. So I've got, I've got a team around me. I have an IT team. And I think I was so scared to, oh, what if, what if I can't afford it? Or what if I don't grow? Or what if I'm sort of biting off more than I can chew? But it's almost like if you're trusting, like I've taken on, I think I've got like four or five people now working for me. I, I really trusted that Yoni Pleasure Palace is going to grow bigger and it, I've needed this infrastructure and these these frameworks and people around me working to help me do that. So, yeah, and then it's just expos that I go to every year now and just really spreading. I'm really passionate about spreading the message of sexual empowerment and not only that but pelvic floor health to women of all walks of life. And if I'm just targeting the women on my Instagram, I'm only getting such a small, well, 60,000 people, but not necessarily all those people are seeing what I'm doing. I really want to reach women who are just everyday women who I probably wouldn't cross paths with. And I find going to expos and conventions, that's where I'm going to find them. So yeah. And I get a lot of women say, I'm so glad that you're here because although this is a wellness exhibition, you're the only sexuality store in this entire room, this huge convention, you're it. And it's like, where did we go wrong, Anna? Where did we disconnect sexuality from our overall health and wellness, our holistic health? It's it's bizarre to me. And so, you know, and I find so many women who have pelvic floor issues have so many other issues that stem in their life, you know, their physical health, their sexual health. Like it really, that's the foundation of a woman's body. And I love being able to get women to connect to that part. And it doesn't always need to be a sexual thing. It's a practical thing in a lot of cases. Mm, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about, you know, because the Yoni Pleasure Palace basically sells, you know, Yoni eggs and pleasure wands and a bunch of other things. Like I've, so, I've seen, I think, the self-pleasure kit and there's a thing there that I have no idea what it is. And I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's like a little roll or something. And I'm like, what is that? And <laughs> so tell oh, me what is that? that? So we have so many different products for your vagina on on my store, but there's also a rose quartz roller, a face roller, and it's really popular now for helping to reduce fine lines and it helps to stimulate lymphatic detoxification and just helps with blood flow to the face. So it's kind of like the gua sha. I don't know if you've heard that we've got gua sha on there as well, which is these little almost like rose quartz plates and you vigorously scrape. So gua sha literally means scraping your face, scraping the, the skin of the face until it goes red. And so you're getting that extra blood flow to your face. And that really helps with collagen production and just being having a brighter, more youthful appearance. 
Wow. Amazing. Like I'm just looking at your shop and, you know, now you have obviously this online course, you have a meditation, you sell lubricant, you sell like the self-love kit, the, the, the amount of like eggs and colors, and they're all made from natural crystal. And like all of these sexual crystal toys are just like, I'm just looking at it. And it seems like you've added quite a few things in the last year to, to this collection. Can you tell I get bored easy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Wait, you have the organic sexual blend, sensual blend, sorry. Yes, the Yoni Steam. Yeah, the Yoni Steam and the menstrual cup. And I'm like, oh my Yoni goodness. Is, uh, the pen- pendulum. Well, what's happening, Rosie? You're like all over the place. <laughs> well, you know, it's it is all about the Yoni, but I find that it's it's nice to incorporate other self-care practices. You know, the yoni steam really helps with menstrual flow, your menstrual cramping, fibroids. I think, you know, once you go into the world of of yoni eggs and yoni wands, there's actually so much more that I want to spread and whether that's the secret serous one, which helps with, um, again, cleansing and detoxing the the vagina, but also making you tighter. I'm a bit of a guinea pig. You know, I try all this stuff for myself and it all works. And anything that can help you plug into that part of your body, into your pelvis, essentially, is just going to make you feel more whole in yourself as a woman. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. So now let's talk about Girl Skill sponsorship because you are sponsoring the podcast, which I'm very grateful for. Thank you. I think it's a perfect recommendation for all the listeners. And, you know, I as I shared with you right after I interviewed you last year, I basically went to this goddess kit and I sent the link to my husband. I said, this is what I want for my birthday. And so he got it for me. So now I have a jade egg and a pleasure wand, rose quartz pleasure wand. I absolutely love it. I've sent it to girlfriends. Like it's it's been amazing. So tell me, Rosie, like, why did you, so I actually messaged you, I approached you because I was looking for sponsors. And so why did you decide to sponsor the, the this podcast? Oh gosh. I just, I mean, I loved our chat together last year. And when we did it, I just felt so aligned with you. And I just love the overall your your vibe, you, you know, that you're helping women connect to themselves. And I I want every girl, I want every woman to to feel connected to their bodies and connected to their sexuality. So it was almost a, an instant yes for me. I hadn't done it before. I hadn't sponsored any podcasts. And I'm very much so, I, I let things come to me. And unless it's something that I, you know, obviously really need to prioritize and chase, I will chase it down, but I'll kind of put it out there that I'm willing to do this. And I believe that the right things will come to me and instantly in my body, I just knew, yes, I need to support this because I'm going to be able to reach more women. And that's, that's my whole, my whole goal is to, you know, really get women to feel less shame about their sexuality. And and this is what you you know, you believe in. This is what you're, the ripples that you're creating in this world and you're interviewing so many empowered women on a mission. And, you know, I I just think that it's a perfect match. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I recommend, in fact, you know, during the sponsorship ad, all the listeners are, are hearing now through the podcast, I recommend the Goddess Kit and it's a pleasure one and the Jade Egg and it has a bunch of amazing benefits. It comes in a really nice pouch that I absolutely love and a bunch of 
you know, just, just read through it. So if you go to girlskill.com slash pleasure, that will redirect you to actually, you know, the sales page. And Rosie is very generous to offer a 15% exclusive discount. So use girlskill at checkout. And, you know, you start with, like, if you don't know where to start for everyone listening, you start with the jade egg and this, this pleasure wand. And so Rosie, why do you think this, you know, goddess kit is a good starting point? So tell us about that. And then what are the benefits that they could see once they start using it? I feel like it's a great beginner's kit. So a lot of women will ask me, what do I get first, a yoni egg or a pleasure wand? And I almost always say, get a yoni egg first because that's not necessarily a sexual act. When you use your egg, it's just like inserting it into the body and you can literally just walk around the house with it in. But not only that, when you start to use the egg more, you will become more toned, more dexterous and more sensitive internally, which in turn, when you use the rose quartz pleasure wand, you're going to feel more. It's going to feel better. You, you will have really connected to that part of your body. So always use your egg first and foremost, and then start using your wand once you've really, like even I've just used my yoni egg for the past two days in a row and I've had it in for most of the day. So you don't have to, you can just keep it in for 10, 15 minutes or, or whatever. And even right now, I can feel, because I didn't wear it for the week before that, I had my period, I can feel more, like I can really engage and almost separate different segments inside my vagina. Wow. And some women might go, well, why the hell do you need to do that? <laughs> well, you don't. But it does help during sex to be able to massage your partner's penis with your vagina. Or, you know, for me, I'm not with a man anymore. I'm with a woman and it just helps with internal orgasms like I can have I used to only be able to have a clitoral orgasm you know that that external friction and only from using the yoni egg when I started about five years ago it's our fifth year of business this year I started to have internal orgasms that I didn't I you know what I didn't even believe that the g-spot existed and I'd never even heard of a cervical orgasm before it's, it, it felt like a myth and then I started using the yoni egg and the jade egg specifically. And all of a sudden I had these waves of internal orgasms. I had ejaculation, squirting. I was like, oh my God, this is just from one month of using this egg, this little polished egg every day has just literally switched on, clicked a switch in my vagina. And that is literally why I started this business because I was like, okay, well, I think most women are like me and really enjoy a good clitoral orgasm with a vibrator. I'm, I'm sure women need to learn about this and know more about this. So I'm just going gonna, gonna to start selling these jade eggs and then the rest is history. So definitely starting with the jade, it's, it's the best stone, I feel, to start with. It's the most dense, strong. If you drop it on the ground, it won't break. It's also very gentle and healing. And then the rose quartz wand, it's the traditional size. So it's quite thick. It's about four and a half centimeters thick and about 17 centimeters long. And it's tapered. So you can start with using the the small end internally first and then, you know, working up to using the larger end. And that's just nice because it's, you know, if you're anything like me, I mean, I had multiple vibrators and dildos and they felt great, but to actually use a crystal inside you and a lot of women go, oh, but they're cold and hard. How on earth can that feel pleasurable? It just does. Like when you warm it up under some warm water and lather it in coconut oil and just enjoy this 
this sensual experience. It's, it's much more sensual and you can still rub your clitoris. Like it's, it doesn't mean you have to have a spiritual experience every time you masturbate. It just feels very cleansing. You feel energized after you feel, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to, I mean, how, have you used your, how do you feel after you use your pleasure wand? So I, I do feel great. Like I, I have to be honest, I haven't used it a lot because like I got this kit and then I got pregnant right away. And I'm like, <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe there is a connection there. I don't know. But uh, I've used it a couple of times and it's it's really sleek and smooth. And it's it's a very different feeling to using a vibrate. Like I threw away my vibrator. It was really hard, you know, very hard. But I threw it away after I got this. And I'm, I'm still on the journey to exploration and discovery and all of that. But I definitely am using now the, the yoni egg and I feel and you know after childbirth like I just realized that a yoga class that I was doing que- is it queefing yeah like basically queefing. oh, oh my yeah. god this was the most embarrassing moment in a yoga like in my life I basically was doing vagina farts the whole yoga time the whole yoga class and then I was like holy shit I need to get the egg and I need to do kegels and like so I came home and this is then I'm, I'm doing it. And I started, and I don't know, like I, I attribute it to the egg and to the Kegel exercises, but I started feeling, you know, tingling sensations again and my pelvic floor and all this, like I started feeling really toned as well. And now that you're talking about massaging your men's penis inside, I'm like, what? Is that even possible? Like, yeah, apparently. <laughs> so I'm oh, on my yeah. own journey. But yeah, and everything you're talking about, like I think every woman wants to experience that. So basically, everyone listening, go to girlskill.com slash pleasure and get yourself this set, the goddess set that has the egg and the pleasure wand. Or if you just want to start with the egg, that's fine too. Just go to do Rosie's shop and browse around and use the girlskill uh, code for a 15% discount. All right, Rosie, we have one very important subject to talk about that you've already mentioned. You dropped the bomb in there. So as I said, you know, we like I've checked your Instagram, prepared for this interview, like what happened, you know, in a year. And then I see that you are in this amazing loving relationship with a woman. And it's just, it seems like you two together have amazing pictures, amazing chemistry, like so open about everything. You're answering all the Q and A's. So I'm very curious, tell us the story of how this happened. I know, I know you were bisexual, so you were very open about that, but yeah, like how, how did that come about and, and what's going on? And I know that Ash has a little daughter as well. So that's, yes. that's really interesting. Yeah. Things have changed. Well, I met Ash about three years ago. She's a jungle body instructor and jungle bodies almost like it's dance fitness to the most amazing songs and music. It's like you feel like you're in a nightclub, but it's 9 a.m. in the morning and you're doing a dance class. It's amazing. She's a choreographer for Jungle Body. And I went to one of her opening days and she was up on stage. And so she, I knew a friend of a friend. And I just, as soon as I saw her on stage, and this is three and a half years ago, I just was just raptured by her, by the way she moved, by her eyes, by her body, her vibe. and. I mean, I had a partner at the time, so I didn't feel the need to chase her or like ask her out or anything. And she was married as well. So I thought, okay, well, clearly she's not a lesbian. <laughs> I'm not either. I just, I appreciate a woman's beauty for sure. But there was definitely something about her. So we both started, we, well, we met each other after that and just, you know, exchanged hellos and stuff. And then we, we both followed each other on Instagram. 
And then last year, she started popping up on my feed a bit and we we started messaging. Again, it was a post <laughs> I had cry I was crying on a on an Instagram post and she messaged me and saying, Oh, you know, she was feeling the same. And then about a month later, I just randomly messaged her out of the blue and said, This is a bit blunt and to the point, but are you into women? And I didn't say why. I didn't sort of, you know, fluff. I didn't beat around the bush. I just asked her outright. And she said, um, yeah, that's really direct. And yes, I am. And I was like, okay, wow. Well, I've had a crush on you for three years. And she's like, oh my God, I've had a crush on you. And then we both, you know, it was a bit, we felt both like, felt like teenage girls just feeling all these feelings that we'd never felt before. And I was in a relationship at the time and she was as well. And, you know, over the space of six months or so, we we parted ways pretty much, well, straight away with our partners. We just, there was this instant connection, this instant chemistry that I felt the first night I met her. And it was almost just impossible not to be with her. And so I ended my relationship. She did end her marriage, which is, you know, was hard for her. And it was definitely hard for me to witness that as well because, you know, I never wanted to be, I guess, responsible for that. But, you know, she realised that she is a lesbian and she really wanted to be with me and that every bone in her body was was telling her that. And so we both had really amicable separations with our partners because there's not much a partner can say if you say, well, I'm in love with a woman. And we both just came out with it straight away and just couldn't even hide it. We didn't, you know, we, we did it all the right way around. But that part was really hard to end our relationships. But we've been together now since then and we're virtually living together. Yes, she's got a two and a half year old, so I'm a stepmom. And it just feels incredibly right you know she just feels like my soulmate and you know what I was not expecting this either this this came right out of the blue and I'm not even sure what I was expecting her to say I think I just wanted to know if she was into women because I could just feel there was something there and I, I am really glad that I did message her because she's living in her truth more than ever now you know she can really be she's quite masculine and very feminine as well in her own ways but she's really who she is now. And, and I feel the same. It just feels right. So here we are. Wow. This is incredible. Like I'm just thinking, you know, so, (laughs) so I have a lot of thoughts around this and a lot of questions and uh, I know you've done a really good Q and a, you know, basically you were an open book and people were asking you questions about the relationship and how it works. So I'm I'm not going to ask you the same things, but maybe just a few things like, how do you, so I understand you know, I understand the curiosity around like, how would it be to be with a woman sexually, but also in the, in the relationship? I mean, for me, mostly it's sexually. And I guess for majority of women, we would fantasize about being with, with a woman, right? But I'm curious for you, how did it go from, you know, curiosity? And I know you, you've had, so you've had experiences with women before, like sexually, right? Yeah, a couple, not that many, surprisingly. I mean, I've been mm. very um, affectionate with a lot of women and, and a few sensual experiences, but definitely nothing like this. And I never expected to go into a relationship with a woman, mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like, how do you go from 
you know, being sexually interested in a woman or having like a fling or whatever, you know, I imagine like if I had a couple of drinks, well, I'm married now. Like actually, you know, we've been talking with my husband. I'm like, if I have sex with another woman, is this considered cheating? Because like, it's not the same, you know, it's it's almost like a, like a past. <laughs> and then he said, well, you know, if I'm involved as well, maybe it's not considered cheating. But anyways, yeah. So my question, I guess, is how do you go from being curious and attracted to a woman to, to actually like stepping into a full-blown relationship and especially when children are involved, partners and marriages are involved. Oh, absolutely. Well, when I did reach out to her, my intention was, oh, like maybe we could play. I'm sure my partner would be fine with it. She could ask her partner and we did. We went and asked our partners and we're like, oh, you know, can we kind of fool around? Because and it's it's that kind of gray area mm-hmm. like is it cheating or you know is it okay to to do that both of our partners were mostly fine with it but what shocked us and we didn't actually we waited we we didn't um sexually explore because instantly we felt love and i knew that if we had have sexually explored together it would have been completely you know done for me So, yeah, we didn't actually decide to explore until we were both completely parted ways with our partners. But, yeah, it was for me the difference was because I thought at the start, oh, this could be just a bit of fun on the side. You know, I'm really quite happy with my partner. She's quite content with her partner. Just a little fun. But as soon as we met up in person, and that's the first thing we did, I said, let's just catch up for coffee and just see, you know, how we feel in, in each other's presence. And it was there, like instantly I felt love and goosebumps and butterflies and all that stuff. And I thought, oh dear, we're in some trouble now. So you can kind of feel the difference between love and lust. And at no point did I think this is just lust with this girl. This is is far more. And so we had to be, you know, we we took our time and it it took about three months for us to get really intimate because there was just so much other stuff we had to mm-hmm. to deal with mm-hmm. um, before that. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious how, so does it feel different when you're falling in love with a man when it's with a woman or it's pretty much the same? It's exactly the same. And this is what I realized. It has nothing to do with gender. It's just the soul. It's, it's, it's soul connection. It's love is love, you know how they say. It's just, for me, I feel all the things I felt falling in love with a man, falling in love with her, exactly the same. I mean, obviously, yeah, physicality is different, but you're talking to the owner of Yoni Pleasure Pals. I've got so many penises and dildos and <laughs> that we have thoroughly looked after with penetration. I do not miss a penis. And that's one of the biggest questions I can ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you miss a penis? But still, I imagine, you know, yeah, Rosie, so, so, you know, while you're talking and I'm like, holy shit, like this could happen to me, you know, this could because, you know, you, you, you're, you're a woman who was basically with a man and and I'm like, wow, how, do, how does this happen? You know, because I, I guess if you're a lesbian, then, then you kind of know you're a lesbian or, or maybe not, maybe 30 plus, And then you meet someone, a woman, and then it's like, oh my God, it's uphill or downhill from here. So my last question about this, because we can talk a lot about this, obviously, but I'm curious about, you know, because I like I'm a big proponent of polarity and femininity and masculinity. And I work with primarily heterosexual women 
now that's like I'm questioning that on this episode. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? You know, because like pretty much we can flow. But you know, I'm I'm kind of traditional and in, in, in that sense, in gender roles, specifically like masculinity and femininity. Like for me personally, this is my own experience, and I usually attract women who are on the same kind of journey, but maybe are open to exploring other ways. Um, but for me, what's attractive to me in a man, in a masculine man, it's it's you know. It's the shoulders, it's the strength, it's, you know, how David Data talks about he's the ravisher, he's the provider, he's the protector. And that is so freaking attractive to me as a feminine essence woman, uh, you know. So I'm just curious about, like, I don't know if a woman could, I guess in the energetic perspective, I see how this could play for sure. Like you would play your masculine and feminine and then you would switch around. And I know you talk about this a little bit, but I don't know how a woman in a female body could actually fulfill my attractiveness to a, ma- to a man, you know, to a masculine presence and physical appearance. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, that's just aspect one aspect is the physical appearance, right? Because I have never felt so safe, so held. And so I guess just like my feminine has come out more than ever being with her. So she, she fixes shit (laughs) around the house. (laughs) She cooks me incredible dinners. She like, if there's something I can't work out, she figures it out. Like she's a real logical brain. She's she's a essentially a male in a female. So body. she's the masculine kind of partner in your relationship. A hundred percent. Okay, yeah. so the polarity is still at play. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. It's, it has nothing to do with man or woman. It's it's masculine or feminine. You know, when I said to her, I really love. I was talking about, you know, when I do feel feminine and I was saying how in the kitchen when we're dancing and just cooking dinner, she's like, well, I feel the opposite. I feel incredibly masculine. And that's because she's just like holding me and I'm like usually kind of grinding and rubbing into her. And even though, yes, she, she's beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. She holds, it's the energy. She holds this masculine essence that I have never come across before. And it's blasted me open to, it's opened my mind more than ever. And, and, and so many women have reached out to me because I am very public with it because I feel like there's a lot of lesbians out there, you know, doing their thing, but not many that talk about the ins and outs of a relationship and sexuality. And I really want to be, and so many women have reached out and saying, you've actually given me this permission to explore this part of my sexuality that I've never had courage to do. So I feel like actually a lot of women have this appeal and this attraction to women, but don't follow through with it out of maybe out of fear or, you know, there's, there's lots of blocks there, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, if you're listening and you have that attraction, go for it. But also remember you could fall in love, be really wary of that. It's not just Sometimes it's not just a sexual connection. It can be a lot more than that. And don't underestimate it because just because she's a woman, you can still fall in love and you can still be in a relationship, you know? Oh, God. Oh, God. This is scary. <laughs> <warning>. like, <laughs> <laughs> you may fall in love. Uh, yeah. It is possible. So, yeah. So, so my, my other question regarding this, and we're going to finish up shortly, but I'm just curious, Rosie, like, do you know that this is it? Like in, in terms of... 
you know, when you're, t- are you talking with Ash about, you know, could you possibly like, do you think you could possibly fall in love with a man again? Uh, like, is this it? Are you committed for life? Like what's, what's going on in, in terms of like future plans and sustainability and the long-term plans in, in this relationship? Oh, you're really asking the hard hitting questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're going to follow up with me next year. So of um, course. No, listen, I feel, you know, I've never been about marriage and babies. Uh, every man I've met, I've always been very one foot in, one foot out. Um, with her, I'm two feet in. I would love to have a baby. I, you know, we're actually, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to sort of put this out there too much, but yeah, we, we've got a sperm donor in mind. Um, and I would love to carry a baby. So, and she would as well down the track. So I, I've never had these conversations with a partner before. So I don't feel as though it's holding me back. It feels incredibly natural and, and right. And, um, I'd, yeah, I do feel, I'd love, I'd be more than happy to spend my life with her. It, yeah, there's no doubt. I think I've always, and people say, when you know, you know, and I would always be like, oh, shut up. I'm so overhearing that. But it's true. You know, it's, don't get me wrong. We have challenges that come up, but I always feel like we'll get through them. You know, whereas the other, in other situations, I've been like, okay, I can run now, but I don't want to run. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, w- I wish you the best of luck. You know, it's it's definitely like, a, it, it, you know, because just the same way that you've, you know, you've been with a man, you fall in love with a woman, like you don't know what can happen. Like tomorrow you can meet someone else and, and like, how do you deal with that? But I mean, commitment and marriage and kids are definitely, you know, the things that we need to keep in mind when making hard decisions and oh god this is so complicated right, let's finish up because this is like for another episode i suppose it's time all right for tools awesome and so rosie now we get to the last part which is uh, tools and resources so i know last time you've recommended a couple of people in fact rosie i want to thank you for recommending jenna ward because i ended up doing my feminine embodiment certification you were the one who mentioned it to her to me the first time and when I was preparing show notes I you know basically got coaching with her and I'm so grateful she's amazing so thanks so much oh amazing so tell me what are some people that you are currently following and find inspirational Mm. Jamila Jamil so she is a new age feminist and I just love everything she's putting out there so definitely worth following her she's got 1.6 million followers but she's you know, she's an English woman living in the US. She's an actor. She's an activist. She's all of that. And she's really worth watching um, and listening to her story. I love Dr. Kat. I don't know if you follow her, but she's the author of Body Confidence and she's a Perthy. She's a Canadian woman living in Perth and she's just all, you know, she combines, I love it because I'm not a science geek. That's not my specialty at all, but she combines science with you know, the, the, her body of work around confidence and self-esteem and body image. So she's amazing. Um, I'm also loving um, Kayleen from Startup Creative. She is just, she's one of my best friends. She's also a lesbian and she is just, if you ever need business coaching, this girl is your go-to. She's super savvy. She's a Melbourne girl and oh, she can help you create, put any any idea you have into flesh. She's just incredible. So it's that startup creative. And then when it comes to just that, you know, sensuality, I love Shani Marie. 
So she's, um, I think she's Shaney Marie Enchantress on Instagram. And she's all about the erotic shadow of femininity. She's all about erotic dance and witchcraft, you know, new age kind of using your sexuality to manifest your dreams. And she's just mystical and yummy. And I love watching her dancing videos and stuff. So they're my kind of go-to at the moment. Mm, love it. And we'll in the show notes for this episode, we're going to have, you know, all the links to everything you mentioned. So um, girls, listeners, make sure you check that. And uh, okay, let's move on to the books. Are there any books that you found transformational this year or that you have read and like to recommend? So definitely Dr. Kat's book on body confidence. Worth, I'll be selling that on my website. So that's just, oh, I, think every, I think every girl needs to receive that in high school. If you haven't already read Orgasm Unleashed by E.L., that's Slayer, that's like, I sell that on my website as well. And that is just, you know, your back to basics book on orgasm and how to have different kinds of orgasm and lots of different tantric practices. Yeah, they're my two that I've sort of really dived into even more this year. So yeah, I'm loving those two books. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rosie. This has been amazing. And for everyone listening, where can they follow you and get to know you more? Yeah, jump on over to rosie.reese and yoni underscore pleasure underscore palace. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. You can jump onto my websites. I have two websites, but you basically find the same products on each one. So rosiereese.com or yonipleasurepalace.com. Awesome. And don't forget to go to girlskill.com slash pleasure to get to that goddess kit. And then from there, you can basically choose whatever you like from Rosie's uh, amazing Yoni Pleasure Palace <laughs> and use Girlskill at checkout for a 15% discount. All right, Rosie, thanks so much. I'll see you next year. Thanks, Anna. Lots of love. All right, girlfriends, hope you enjoyed this and uh, <laughs> and are ready to sexually liberate yourself and get the goddess kit. So for everyone listening, you know, charge your karmic energy as usual. If you have a girlfriend who is interested in increasing her sensuality, getting to know her body more and just really, truly stepping into this sensual, sexual woman, share this podcast episode straight from your podcasting app or send her to girlskill.com slash 101. And this is where you'll find all the show notes, all the links to the women on Instagram, to all of the books, and also the link to Rosie's special, you know, page with the goddess kit with a discount. All right. I hope you have an awesome week running with the wolves and I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Girl Skill. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher to never miss an episode. And never forget that your version of success is uniquely yours to live and experience. Until next time, let's continue redefining female success together. Girlskill.com. Female success redefined.